what is it that gets you through? And by get you through, I mean, what pushes you on when you feel that you're just crumbling or you feel that you can't get out of bed today or when you feel you just want to literally run out of the house screaming. For me, when I first got back from Nigeria after the funeral was over and everyone had got back to their daily lives as if nothing, or in my head that's how I felt, I felt like everybody was just continuing on and now it was a wrap and we were just meant to get on with living and trying to become happy again. When I got back, I found it really, really tough. And I had Atlas to look after, and it almost made it harder because I resented the fact in a way that I had to get up early, look after him, take him out, do things. I never had any time to think. I couldn't process. But at the same time, I didn't want to process, I think. So for me, what got me through was film. That's always been the way. Maybe it's a form of escapism for me. No, it definitely is. It's just a way to live someone else's life, feel someone else's emotions, forget about what's going on with you and what you're feeling, and just transport yourself. And following death and following losing my mum I just wanted to transport myself to a totally different dimension one where she was still living so let's talk film people that know me know I love film I can sit and debate the meaning of a film and watch it several times if it's had an effect on me when I was younger and still to this day if I was sad or annoyed and just wanted to get away I'd buy a single ticket and sink into a cinema seat and as the lights dimmed, I'd be whisked away. I could laugh, cry, be outraged and be taken through all range of human emotions while leaving my own life outside the cinema doors. Whenever I was having a wobble, especially in the first few months and I was questioning a lot, I found myself asking those big questions Atlas will one day probably turn to me and ask, questioning the futility of life and why do certain things happen and why do you bother doing things when you know what's inevitable. I sat down while Atlas napped and decided to immerse myself in film. A bit of sci-fi actually, to be precise. I found on my go-to Netflix a film called Arrival and settled down ready to not pay too much attention to something lightweight and full of alien invasions and I was given so much more. In fact, oddly, I was given answers to some of my questions. You see, sometimes it feels like the universe knows what you need, hears you and answers your call. The film was of hope, of the beauty of life and living, of its pain and joy and how both intermingle, overlap and can exist without, and they can't exist rather without the other. 
It's an unspoken acceptance that tragedy is as much a part of life as joy. The two are as bound together as the past and the present, life and death, arrival and departure. And how the arrival of aliens alters our planet's history and how the arrival of a baby alters a woman's life. Then, at the total opposite end of the spectrum, where genre is concerned anyway, another film that touched me and I love, and that's La La Land. And I know so many don't get it or it's not for them, but for me, it's the dream sequence in it. That moment I cried in the cinema and cried on the way home at the beauty of it. How your life can culminate in that one moment, how you can see it literally flash before you like a showreel and how life can just like a film play out so very quickly how in that sequence we saw the lives running parallel that the couple could have led what if led and didn't lead I cried for the fact that if you get one life due to so many factors but often luck of the draw your life could take you a different path and that doesn't mean one you wish you hadn't wandered down but it does mean saying goodbye to people In that moment, the nostalgia was not just for the life they led and could have led, but the old way of film, the happiness in the dance and a song and the technicolor glory that had burst onto our screens after so much of life was lived in black and white. It's regret and yet closure. It shows how we look and try to find in the chaos and amidst the uncertainty of life a reason. And there is always a timeline, always a birth and a death. And yet, It's all those moments we have and can savour in between that make life worth it and worth the pain. It's how transient life is and how one different step, one path less travelled could mean you are with someone different or no one at all, with or without a family, living your dreams, following your calling, becoming who you thought you would be or happy in who you are now. Even when life has had so much pain for some, those glimmers of happiness and beauty, of watching your daughter and her siblings walk down the aisle, of seeing your children graduate, of holding your first grandchild, of dancing with your sister, goofing around in front of the camera with your siblings for a picture that will feature in your tribute book one day, or driving down that open road in America without much money in your pocket, but your most valuable possession singing along with you to Billie Jean in the back. Those are the moments that you cling onto and live for, live for. Or how, just like that, through a sheer twist of fate, you could have met that man dressed in an elf suit on his one day out in London of the year, a day out you almost missed. But then your very own showreel would start and lead you to a little boy pointing at a bauble you buy at his first Xmas for him. You see, that's how I met my partner. I was dressed as a Santa and he was an elf and we were descending on London for the annual SantaCon. But that was something I never saw happening. And again, it just seemed like twists of fate brought us together. It's an idea that speaks to what movies can do, which is that emotion can override everything. You can draw a straight line from that idea to every musical ever made, 
If you feel enough, you suddenly have a 90-piece orchestra emerge from the heavens and accompany you in a song, which is so ridiculous and absurd and yet feels so right sometimes. That's what I read about La La Land. And that's, that's also how I feel. Sometimes I feel now that I'm seeing everything before and then after Mum simultaneously. A dream sequence where all that Technicolor glory is zapped and it's washed out and it's black and white. But then the moments creep in and there are splashes of colour. Splashes of colour, for example, as we swam in the sea in Zanzibar. As I saw my mother cry tears of joy as I walked down the aisle as Atlas is born, as Chino plays with him and makes him laugh hysterically, as I step back and take in my little family. Life may not always be a musical, but I can make it one, with song and dance and joy and emotion and highs and lows, but that warm feeling you're often left with at the end. The Von Trapp family didn't sing joyously the entire movie, and creeping in at the edges of their joy was a world changing. And Annie went through some tough times with a hard knock life, after all, but she still knew the sun would come out tomorrow. So no matter what Hollywood may try to push, we don't all get the happily ever after. But like these films I watched in a darkened cinema or curled up on my sofa with an aching heart, we can be transported, we can be taken somewhere else and away from all the stresses now. But yet, as the films show you, you don't have to lose any of the now as every moment is living. So no, my answer to the film Arrival is I wouldn't give up on all the painful parts if I could see life from the beginning to end and knew its outcome. I'd still live it because there is so much to love, so many to love. And if you run my showreel of the past and present side by side, I have as much happiness and joy as pain. And I see, I see now that my mum lived, we lived, and oh how she loved, we loved and the seemingly simple moments of a life lived were done so with passion. Surely that's all you can ask for.